Hey everybody, this is Parnell, and Steve's and not here. Chris Dog, isn't that what you do every time? We Parnell? got Chris. This is flipping and mashing, and uh, Steve has left us tonight. But I have a a replacement. I have Chris, who's been on the show a handful of times now. Yeah, my wife thinks it's weird that you're famous. I'm not famous. <laughs> she thinks it's weird that I'm on your podcast more than once. <laughs> Yeah, she's jealous that you're famous. You should tell her. That's why I tell my wife. She likes to laugh at me. <laughs> Don't be jelly that you're famous. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I had an idea to ask you some questions later about uh, video game stuff, but we'll talk pinball for a while because we've been talking pinball all day. And you have I mean, some exciting news about your visits today. Yeah, I mean, I'm in uh, um, Oakland, and I had a chance to go over to the, I don't know, blow the name of the place. This is the Pacific Pinball Museum, um, which is over in Alameda. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm getting the name of the place right. So, like, do you know how many machines they have? So they had, uh, they claim they have 90 working machines. I think there were maybe three or four that weren't working uh but they're all in like good condition they all function correctly um you know there's playfield wear on some of them based on age but i spent a fair amount of time playing the uh 60s to 70 era machines you know because at this point so many of my friends have the 90s you know classic bally williams stuff and uh, you know, a bunch of new Sterns and things like that. So when I go to places like the Pinball Hall of Fame or like this place, I try to play the stuff I don't see every day. Um, and and it's really and this place honestly is. I wish the Pinball Hall of Fame was like this place. And no offense to Tim and how he does his thing, but every machine had a card that was on top of it and was foam backed and reasonably large. That then gave the game, the year it was produced, designer, and then some information about the machine. Um, and so it definitely was more museum-like. Mm. Well, I mean, museum is in the name. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, you pay, well, on their website, you pay 20 bucks and you get in and play whatever you want to play, you know what I mean? It's oh, not so you pay and then yeah, everything's you pay, free. You pay to get in and then you play as much as you want. Do you like that more than the coin drop at, like, uh, the Pinball Hall of Fame? I don't know. You know, there's two different theories of thought, I think, on that. Because the coin drop, I will say, because I'm a casual player, the coin drop makes me more interested in playing better. Mm. Mm-hmm. But because I know that I'm going to start playing a game, and, I didn't, and, and you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have to quarters into the machine i'm not often not i'm a little less interested in what the machine's doing sometimes you know i mean like i played a machine i was like oh this one's kind of lame let's just pl- plunge the ball and get it over with you know what i mean because i i didn't put money into it now granted at the beginning i put money into it but you know yeah. we were there four hours i went with a buddy from tour we were there four hours and i played everything once well that's the thing is um, if you had to do coin drop there was a there would be a, probably a lot of games that you wouldn't have played because, and that's very true. Yeah, because like, why, why put money in if I have no interest? Right. Like, I played uh, um, Indiana Jones. Oh, <laughs> which and, one? 
which is a great machine. But which I'm one? Like, oh, I played a whole bunch, but I was like, well, let's see how this one plays. You Answer know my I mean? questions, Chris. What? The Indiana. Was it Stearns or Williams? Oh, God, no. I hate the Stern one. <laughs> I will not play that machine. What do you mean? It's about the old Indiana, but there's the Crystal Skull for some oh, reason? So awful. It just plays like garbage. I've, I've never been impressed with the way that one plays. I think I um, played it once. That's my but... personal opinion. It can't be that bad. I mean, right? It's pinball. It's got to be sort of fun. Yeah, well, that's true, I guess. Um, but what was really cool about the place is, first off, anybody has a chance to go look at pictures of the place. They've done the walls painted with, you know, artwork from pinball machines on it. They have these large actual canvas painted murals that they've hung that are, you know, like replicas of back glasses and stuff that they had artist paint like and then all the machines are laid out in chronological order so you literally can walk through the entire place starting at their one machine that was down and it was from 1949 and then the then the first available machine that was actually working that you could play was from 1950 and so you just work your way through Every basically year, and I didn't look to see if they had a machine for every year. I'm not sure if they did, but just kind of weave your way through playing all the machines, working your way up to what they were saying is their last machine was ACDC, um, produced in 2012. Oh, they haven't. Oh, I guess if they have to buy them, I mean, that's a lot of money, so it's like, why, why drop six grand on a game when you have maintenance and other things to pay for? Yeah, and 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 what they had is then in front of that. They outside of what is considered the museum, um, they had a little space that had five or six machines that uh, was Ghostbusters, Metallica, um, Star Trek, the new Star Trek, uh, Hobbit, and Dialed In, and those were coin drop. So who owns those? Oh, you mean they might own those, but they're not museum. Yeah, exactly. They're not oh, in the museum. So they're, not, they're so people they're can not come free. in and not pay that much. If they mm. want to play a machine or two, that's a that's a decent way to do it. Let your let your new games earn money, and maybe yeah. when they pay themselves off for a little bit of profit, you throw them in the museum side. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was great. I mean, Centaur, uh, Black Knight two thousand. You know, they just they had a great collection of just different machines, and yeah, I couldn't get over the art and all the information that was in this place in terms of you know talking about each individual machine and all that kind of stuff like it really is worth the money and and we did a group on because there was a group on available so it was 15 bucks to get in and then uh we get there and there's a sign out front that says tuesdays and thursdays two for 20 bucks so you know if you like playing pinball oh so you and your friend you didn't even need the group on we didn't. We didn't need the group on, but I, you know, not being local, I didn't know. You know, it was just a sign that was out front. It's not, and that wasn't advertised on their website anywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, two for twenty bucks. I mean, how do you go wrong? Ten bucks to get in, and you could, you know, they open I think at ten o'clock in the morning and they close at nine o'clock at night. Like, so was it busy? It was not very busy. Uh, I overheard the lady at the counter say that Thursdays are Thursday. Obviously, the what, the reason they do it is. Tuesdays and Thursdays are obviously their quiet nights. Um, I think we were there probably three, three, four hours, and there were maybe twenty people that came and went. 
Um, so yeah, really super quiet. Obviously, the new '90s, newer '90s stuff and and Stern stuff. Most of the people spend their time over there, um, and I spent most of my time in the '60s stuff, and it was great. It was cool. So let me ask you this: is is a complete aside because I was thinking about this today, and and uh, so and I can't. I don't know if there's something out there. I think I want to start either an Excel sheet, and this is where it gets super nerdy, and track all the unique machines I've played. You know what I mean? Like you want almost like an Excel or a database of some sort right. that would just exactly a database that shows all the machines that are out there, and then I can check mark when I've played a machine. I don't care about the data I've played in the machine. I'm just check marking that I've had an opportunity to play, you know, whatever, you know, CSI, you know. Yes, Did you play check. CSI? I didn't today. It was there. Uh, I've played it before. You said you played every game. Oh, you're right. I did not play CSI. I did not play. Oh, damn. Uh, That's a fun game. Of... You say it's fun. It's I miss mine. You, you say that all the time that you miss yours. Um, it's because it's on my wife's finger. <laughs> I had to sell that for that ring. Well, that's your mistake. Um, I don't regret it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Later, you're gonna ask if you can cash in the uh, ring to get another pinball machine. Oh, back, get back your pinball machine. Rings aren't worth anything these days once they're <laughs> used. That's probably true. Um, you know that's possible, right? Like you could do an access. To make it easy and look good for you, like you could do an access database and you could do uh, two lists, right? You have a list of everything, which you'd have to get, you'd have to filter some out, right? Because there's like, do you want to have the flipper list on there? I mean, do you want literally every game? Yeah, I think you would start, I think you would start at the 50s or 60s. Let's say the 60s. And you're going to have a, you know, a couple thousand, I'm assuming. Right. Maybe more. And then if you, you can, find those other ones that are pre that, then you just add them in as you get them. That'd be kind of not. It's not like a bingo check sheet, but it's just a check sheet. Yeah. And you could uh, you could like print screen uh, games I've played, or you could even do a number of like total games versus what Chris has played. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just be looking to. It would be interesting to see how many unique machines I've played over the course of being in pinball. You know what I mean? God, um, I haven't played crap. I mean, versus what some... I've been in the hobby since, like, what, 15? No, 2012 or something. But um, I like I haven't traveled a lot and gone and played a bunch of different games. Like you have, like, right? You get around for work. So you well, yeah, and honestly, if you went to the uh, Pinball Hall of Fame in January when you go there for work and never somehow seem to make it, which is mind-boggling to me, um, you could knock off, you know, forty games from the '60s that you never see, or '60s and '70s that are electromagnet because they've got two rows of them. You know what I mean? Like, do you want? You don't even have to work that hard to. (laughs) I don't have to play it good. I just have to like press the button and move on well i mean again like today i played all the machines that were in the place and some weren't great 
so I was reasonably less interested. I'd finish out the game and move on. But there were a few of the EMs that I really like, so I played usually played a couple games on them and then really kind of like really played it and was interested in playing it. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, oh, here's another game. It was like, oh, right, look at this. I like how this is laid out or I like these shots, that kind of thing. Again, I, I'm surprised that Pinside doesn't have a way to do it. Maybe I'll suggest it. You know what I mean? Because like you've got your collection, you've got your wish list and you've got your past collection couldn't you just make another filter group that just says is machines i've played or machines this person's played they could i mean people obviously abuse everything right like you could make up so as long as it didn't turn into some co- sort of competition but yeah, i don't give a shit what other else has played no no I so just, i'm just saying that this is a potential issue that may get brought up but at the same time you could make up what games you own so it's not like it's that big of a deal but they uh, Pinside and the Internet Pinball Database might be the only two places that have a database that has every single game. And that's why it would be interesting if Pinside had, had a way to do it, because then you can use the search function like you do when you're putting in a game that you have in your wish list. Yeah, exactly. And, and drop it into a column. Because at that point, then it's searchable when I'm out there. You know what I mean? Like when I go, oh, well, I'm here... I don't think I've ever played this before and then go through and go, Oh, I haven't played it. Cause it's not in my list. You know what I mean? Mm. That might be a good one for them because then you could, it could go in with the ratings too, where you could check off what game. And if you're checking it off, you could rate it right there. Right. And, and again, I understand what you're saying about people abusing it in some way, shape or form to say they played every game under the sun. I'm not looking for that. I don't really care who that person is. You know what I mean? And I don't and I don't care because you're right. There's no way to prove it. So what does it matter? It's more a, a personal thing just to kind of be like, oh, right. I remember that machine or, oh, yeah, that one was great. Yeah, I mean, really, it's for the user to just kind of. It's for the user. Exactly. It's just for the keep user. Keep info. Uh, speaking of January. So I was told the other day, uh, you can't see me on the on the camera, can you? I cannot. God damn it. I'm making quotes air quotes yeah <laughs> i was told we're gonna do shifts at the booth for ces so i'm going to ces um, oh that's great i've been going for what six years about that I think. i've gone yeah. for more than that um because we went without a booth but i've never been to the pinball hall of fame <laughs> it's insane to me it's insane to me only because you know and i don't know if they're open now see now you might be in trouble because i think they were closing the first of the year right to move but they Are didn't you have it up right now. Yeah, I thought they bought land. They they didn't buy. No, they were they were buying land building? and or they were waiting for a building to be built. But no, they bought land, but they needed to sell this place to help pay for that. So at some point, they were going to close the Pinball Hall of Fame. This is what I remember from reading on Pinside. They were going to close it to then put the money into where they were headed next. Maybe I'll have to ask them. They're on and Facebook. I think there, and I think there was discussion that maybe there'd be like a smaller satellite location, like used to exist at like the Riviera, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to ask them. Um, I've just never been there. The, the, the problem that happens is I'm one of the only, I feel, responsible people when we go on, I wasn't going to say on tour, when we go out for these booths. So I'm always manning the booth all the time. 
and then you work from you know I don't know seven to seven. Then you eat dinner and you go to bed, and then it's time to leave, like uh, like to the airport. So supposedly, if we do shift work this year, I work half a day, and then I have. Well, why you don't take a day off and go? I'm not working this day. Between the other six people or whoever's there, you guys got this. Because I'm the only adult. <laughs> Who cares? You're really worried about that one day of sales going away when you can experience It's not sales. It's the booth thing. So it's just you're just talking to a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, it really does blow my mind that for as into pinball as you are, because mm-hmm. you are into pinball, that you have never made it the pinball hall of fame. I think I'm just too much of a bitch to t- take a taxi. Yeah, you're insane. I walked it once and that was the biggest mistake of my life. Now well, that was in oh. August, I think, or maybe it was July. Oh my well, god, it was Now I finally have Uber on my phone and I've taken it a few times like and it's not <laughs> like you're it, not you're not afraid of it anymore. Yeah, I was going to say I can do Uber <laughs> now. Uh I the other hard part too is I never have that much cash on me. I mean I think some of the new taxis take credit cards, but I never remember that crap. That's why you take an Uber. Well, now I can take an Uber. You know, six years ago, I don't know if Uber existed. Maybe they did in California, but uh, again, though, you can't blame it on six years ago. You've been going for six years now. I've been going longer than that. Right. So I don't get it. Shh, Anyways, Chris. so I, this year, I would I would laugh so hard, Parnell, if they fucking close that they're closed. <laughs> Because they're because they're moving. <laughs> I'll go there and just be at the picture of me at their door with it locked exactly. and just sad. Just a picture under the old sign. It's gonna happen. Oh man, that's great. Um, I'm gonna try this year. I think for sure. Um, you really should. Don't waste your time playing stuff you have. Don't waste your no, time playing stuff your friends have. The, here's the other thing. I'm kind of nerdy. So I'm a little introverted, and so I don't like doing things by myself. That was another big problem. Really? I'm, but introverts usually like doing things by themselves because they don't like being with others. No, but I'm a nerd, so I just want to sit in my basement on my computer. Already, see. Yeah. Or in your office podcasting. <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> I have no room to talk. I'm in a hotel room podcasting right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just recently, I think after the kid was born, I got a little more uh, spine on doing things that on my own. You're drinking a lot more now. Oh yeah, I got to actually crack. You were, you kept blabbing on, so I just cracked open a Budweiser. It's the only thing we had in the fridge at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like I don't go to the bar by myself, or I don't go to the movie theater by myself. But I'm better at doing things on my own because I'm an adult now. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's my thing about the pinball, though, right? Especially when you start talking about a place like the Pinball Hall of Fame. There's so many machines that you're not going to hang with somebody when you're there. No, because they just want to go do something on their own. But, like, I've gone to places on my own. Um, for instance, SS Billiards. I've gone there on my own for his little events. But I, I knew people going, so I wasn't showing up by myself, I guess. I drove there. But you were going to a function. Yeah, that's this true. is no different than going to the freaking Coles to buy jeans. Yeah, you know it's I mean? just like a different going, way to think about it. You're gonna wander around. You're gonna find stuff you want to play. What but. about like MGC? I'm not gonna go by myself there because you're not going this year, you fucker. 
I know, sorry. I'm going to bleep that out, jerk. <laughs> You're two in a row. Screw you, Parnell and Steve. Don't come down. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to come down. It's not like you can't venture out on your own, you weirdo. No, see, I can't take Steve because, God forbid, even on a weeknight, we can go do something. He has calls. And he gets called away, even tonight. He was cleaning up his uh, dragon. And he only. Do you think he would be. But if you were in. If you're at MGC. Mm hmm. I would assume he's less likely to be called away to go have to do something. I'm assuming he meant by called away is he had to leave to go do something. Yeah, no, he would still get calls. So what? First off, you can't hear anything in freaking MGC. No. It's so loud well, because of all the machines, so who would know their phone's ringing? He's got those two kids and stuff, so he's just, he's tied. Yeah. But see, I get it. Nikki was, uh, my wife is going to come with, not to MGC, but, oh, we're going to your house in January. Yeah. Dude, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if Steve can go. I'm assuming that's going to be a no. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I hope he can come. I'd love if he came. I think he would have a lot of fun. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. We, oh, man. The, the crap we could talk about. We could show Steve System 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, the good thing about the trip to your house in January is going to be it's a family trip. I mean, we're not taking the dog. Right. Because you hate my dog. Don't hate your dog. My dog hates dogs. <laughs> I brought Gus to work today. <laughs> what a douche. He just kept licking my arm, nose in my elbow. It's like, dude, just lay. He cannot be bored. You don't have a dog that is a chill dog yet, though. Give him another four or five years and he'll chill Oh, it sounds great. Four or five years. It's going to snap. Buddy, like six kids by then. At some point, they'll get bigger. Have you not learned this with Brecken? Uh, he's three. I swear to God, he grew out of being a puppy by now. Yeah, another another two years. Oh, he's a lab. Oh, mellow. Mm. Uh, my daughter is now just over one, and she's running around, grabbing everything, getting into everything. And then when you take away the naughty things like knives and guns, she starts screaming. First off, why do you have guns? I'm just kidding. Us? I don't know. I'm making up stuff. But, she, you know, it's like. No, Brecken, don't, uh, you know, eat paint. You know why? Because she's still kind of a baby child, oh, so that's what... God. She needs to calm the heck down. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, the cool part anyone, is... Ask anybody, maybe, hopefully, in 22 years, they'll calm down. Oh, God. No. No, at 22, they're nuts. Because I was 22 at one point, and it was bad. I don't want my kid to be like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. The best part is, like, now she um, will put shapes into the, like, a, what is that? Like a, it's like a block with holes in it, and there's shape chunks that fit, like, a square and a triangle star and stuff. Yeah. And now she's actually, like, doing them, like, putting them in correctly. I, I swear it happened overnight, or within a week. It's kind of fun to, to see. Maybe she'll learn pinball because of that. I don't know. Will you be very disappointed if she doesn't? Um, yes, only because, like, to give my wife a break or to at least go do something with my daughter, pinball events were going to be my jam, right? Like, maybe go into an arcade or take her to a pinball event or down to the game room or work or whatever, and mm -hmm. we can just spend time either fixing, cleaning, whatever, games and stuff. And if she's not into it, 
I mean, I'll do whatever she's into, but ugh, then I can't get anything done. It'll be like yeah. it'll be like today. <laughs> I still can't get anything done. Well, I think you overwhelm yourself when you start working on stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know how long you have been working on your pinball machines this evening. Um, Twelve hours. For real? No. Because <laughs> that's concerning. You might want to give up this hobby because you're apparently not good at it. Uh, <laughs> it's like me uh, in math in college. <laughs> you should drop um, out because you but suck. You were definitely flustered when we talked earlier because you didn't feel like you gotten as far as you'd wanted and there was so much more to do and and I understand at this point because you've been working on this machine for quite a while you'd like it to be done but again you know at some point it's a hobby so you can't you can't wind yourself up about that kind of stuff because it's just going to make you nuts no the the hard part is when I like for instance when I took a game or games to MGC yeah um, they were in my basement at the time so for instance Lost World Jurassic Park. I took two evenings. Oh, this is before a kid. Um, from dinner until, well, I don't know, midnight or 2 a.m., I just worked on the game. Yeah. And then went upstairs and went to bed. Then the next night, did the same thing, and the game was fully shopped out, waxed, LED'd, and everything. New rubbers. Yeah. And since all my stuff is at work, I have tools spread between home and work. So I have to remember, so that's one hard part is that I have some specific tools at home, which I don't remember to bring until I'm here and then I need it. Like tonight I was doing, um, repinning for that connector on that solenoid saver board. And I have this uh, crimper that is, uh, clicking where you like, uh, it's like ratcheting crimper, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing it tight enough where the wire would stay in. So I had to then... My um, single hand crimper, I, I must have left it at home to to do those pins. And so I'm like using a freaking wire stripper, like electrician's wire stripper to c- close them up. I, it's just like, that's frustrating. And then all my games are here and I'm at work for, you know, six to 10 hours a day. That's true. Yeah. But that I never work on them, but they're sitting there staring at me. And then if I do work on them, I feel bad that I'm not working. So... It's a pain in the ass. But would you feel better about doing it at home then? Yeah, because then I'm I'm at home, and if if my wife needs help with something, I'm just she can just call down to me. I guess that's true. And it's also a 25 minute drive to work, so depends how hard I want to get these games. Like like Black Knight, I was, we were I was talking to you about Black Knight tonight, and so I came probably about 6:37. So I worked on the game for about two hours. Um. Got the saver board in, the solenoid saver board, and made the harness. And then started taking apart the top of the upper play field. And then realized I didn't order the posts, so I'll probably just clean them. And then I was just taking pictures and tearing down. Yeah, I guess that's the thing I do when I tear down. I tear down and make a list of everything I need to order, if there are things I need to order, right? I get my list together first. Because I've torn it down. Oh, so you tear down first. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, see, I didn't tear down anything. Yeah, I basically, when I start, I take the machine. And, and I don't take a lot of pictures. It's my own fault 
a lot of times. So if I'm doing a machine, I take the top side, I tear the top side off, and then uh, I leave I leave usually posts in and then clean areas as I'm going. So, or sometimes I'll pull everything off. So let's say I just pull everything off. I get an eight foot table and I lay out the machine, the top side of the machine, basically on eight foot table in order. So all the parts that are the, you know, left sling, plastic, post, you know, bolt, everything that goes to that sits in where the sling would be on the table. Mm. And then just tear the whole thing down that way, make a list of all the parts I need as I tear everything down, and then order those parts. And then while I'm while those parts are coming, which usually takes a couple days, then I am working on the underside of the play field, which for me, mostly what I'm doing for my machines, because I'm the first to admit, I'm not doing the 80-hour 80, 80 shop job. I don't see a need for it. I'm never going to eat off my machines. My machines aren't collector I collector machines. They're made to be played. So so what's what's your shop versus an 80-hour? Well, I think that's when people like take harnesses off and wash them. Oh, God, yeah, hell no. And I, don't, and I don't do that. So then what I do on the back underside is then I take a mech apart. So drop targets. I take one drop target mech completely off, pull it apart, completely clean the entire thing. And what do you clean it I with? Keep, what's that? What do you clean it with? Because I have to do all four drop target banks at Black Knight. I mean, I probably use things that most people don't use. I mean, most of the drop target stuff, because it's just goo that gets on the drop targets or gets on the, the metal posts and all that kind of stuff. I just use 4.9, man. Or I use Simple Green. You know, and just clean all that stuff up. Stuff that I know that I'm not worried about a little bit of an abrasive thing to get it clean. You know, and I don't tumble parts, so I don't, like, take all the metal parts and tumble them for three days or whatever people do. Oh, yeah. I, I hand clean that part and or I have a large stock of parts. So if I'm tearing down a machine and putting it back together, unless it's a unique part, I have what I need to put the machine back together, so I don't really ever have to wait for parts. You know what I mean? Like, so you're I've your got, own pinball. Life. I've got thirty posts, star posts of every color that's made, Holy so God. that any point I can put a machine together and not have to stop because I'm waiting for parts to come in. So funny because you told me to do that. I think even yep. on the last time we talked to you, yep. Black Knight's posts are like honeybee hive looking. They're very yep. weird. Oh, you well, you you have old Williams games. I this is my first one. Yeah, checkpoint might have been my oldest before Playball. That was like a ninety-one. But that still would have that still would have been Star Post. That was Data East, though. Were they just doing straight posts? Oh, I have no idea. I never I never had to shop it. Right, gotcha. I had bought the new old stock Playfield and then sold everything before I did anything with the game. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, and again, I understand everyone has a budget and, and that kind of thing, but we're talking about star posts. And if you look at a machine and go, you know what? I want all my star posts to be clear on this machine. So it. some people get out the manual and figure out exactly how many are in the machine. And I go, if you buy 30, there aren't going to be 30 in that over 30 in that machine. They cost like, at, when you're buying 30 to 50 of them, 
they cost like 60 cents a piece. You know what I mean? Like it, it might be even less than that. So just spend the money because then you got them and then you don't get 80% through the project and go, shit, I'm short two star posts. I guess I got to wait another four days for them to arrive. I guess, well, the only thing you can do that pretty easily because you have a ton of the same kind of game. Like you have a 20 system 11s and a bunch of new Sterns. And so having the same part is easy because you have a bunch of the same style of game. Yeah, I guess that's true. And I guess that's the thing, right? That's a very good point. I have uh, this stupid mix, and now you had joked about it on the phone where it's like, oh, Pernell's going to have to have uh, a ton of different crazy crap. Well, I mean, yeah, when you said you were talking about routing stuff, yeah, you're going to have, have a lot of, of stuff if you don't want machines to have tons of downtime. Maybe that's why it, what you're going if you get to what you're going to route, maybe you only route certain things knowing that. Oh, yep then you can take the kit, you can keep the parts that you need. Hey, we're only going to rent modern-day Stern or, or, or route modern-day Sterns, and we're only going to route 90s Bally Williams. There you go. You know what I mean? And or take it to System 11s. Most of those parts are, you know, they, they get a few of those games in your collection. Most of those parts are then all the same. So I can't find those Black Knight posts. They're the, they're the black ones, right? Is no, that the ones you're talking about? Well, I don't know. They're red. Oh, they're red. <laughs> so Pinball Life didn't have them. Pinball Resource seems to have one of them, but there's two kinds. There's like the, the shorter ones, you know, where um, maybe just the plastic sits on. Then there's a the taller one that... A screw would go through kind of thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They have, it looks like the taller version. So that's another hard part too, is like, so what do, What would you replace it with? There must be, people must just swap in a normal star post then instead. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, oh, you're sacrificing Black Knight with non-OEM. Yeah, and I don't believe in any of that stuff too. Some people <laughs> would think it's insane that I take, well, well Bad Cats is an example of that. It probably came... I'd have to look at pictures. It probably came with red star posts from the factory. I did all orange star posts in my bad cats. And guess what? It looks fucking badass. Well, well like, yeah. I would agree. That's a very orange game. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. When I'm done with the game, I'm selling it. You either want to buy it for the price I have it for. And if you think it needs... As I put in all my ads, this is not a collector quality game. If you need a collector quality game, my games ain't it. Because they're not going to be... They're not going to have that, you know, oh, they were supposed to be red flippers and now they're blue flippers and blah, blah, blah. The fuck out of here. Go find somebody else's machine. I don't have time for that. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as they paid it and didn't, like, negotiate the price down trying to get some crazy deal because you yeah, had Yeah, it wouldn't even be a topic of conversation. Post. I would be, here's the machine. Here's the, I mean, that's just how I do it. Here's the machine. Here's the price. I have a little bit of wiggle room or I don't. If you think you're going to come in and try to run me down three, four hundred bucks on this machine, don't waste either of our times. Don't make the trip. I that is anybody who contacts me about a machine I'm selling, that's what I go back at. It's because I get it. Everybody wants a deal, but everyone's got a little bit of wiggle room. 
But if you think you're going to come in and, and steal the machine because you're going to come in and nitpick it, please don't waste my time because this isn't the machine for you. You know? And again, like anything, I want the machine to be the way I want it for me. So when I'm done with it, I will sell it for what I think I can get for it based on I, the reason I had it for me. Why did you have it? Well, I mean, you know, like if I do mods to machines and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah, I believe certain mods are worth money and some aren't. So I don't charge for the mods that I don't think. Well, everybody add does value to the game. You know. <clears throat> oh, we talked Mirror about Blade, this. Mirror blades don't add value to a game. Shaker motor does. Shaker color motor, D color adds DMD. Value to a game. It's like those are the only two big ones. Yeah, I agree. Toppers don't add a value to the game. Well, that's the thing. Keep it. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Take it off. Do I get that money off the machine? No? Yeah, right. Because you'll no longer have the machine and don't have a reason for the topper. You bought the topper because you wanted the topper. So you can't add that value into the game. I will. And I'll sell it back to you, Chris. Good luck. Didn't you see that topper I put on uh, Jokers and I sold it back to you and made 300 bucks? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I think Marco has those two different posts. Oh, there you go. Red ribbed, tall, and uh... oh yeah, it's it's one inch, one inch, and one inch and eight one eighth. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, now you can get the correct post and put them in your machine. And that's one of those things where I love hoarding parts. I love it because, especially if you're routing, right? You want the breakable stuff. In case something goes wrong, you have it in your tool bag. You can just whip it out. But um, the the rare parts are kind of nice to hoard. Like these rib posts are kind of... I looked at a few places and Mark, randomly Marco's the only place that has them. They must have main contact with the supplier. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you get to the point of routing stuff... Or like you said, you get to where you have a larger collection and many of the things are universal because you have multiple machines from the same era. Then you should start getting parts because eventually something's going to break on one of those machines. So now you have the part to replace it with, you know. I've been thinking a lot and... um How's that been going? Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with the prices of these new games, it's like <clears throat> the last episode you made some comments on, but that uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift. So oh. One level game is over five grand. Yeah. So, no, I mean, no wonder why these 80s games are now blowing up in popularity. Yeah, I mean, obviously at some point the the, the price goes up because... what's out there is too expensive nobody can most people can't afford it but they want to be in the hobby so you've got to find a way to be in the hobby so the the cheaper games become more desirable and more expensive supply and demand so um i don't know i'm kind of getting into these 80s games i don't you know we turned black knight on because i i uh, tested the game after i installed the solenoid saber board and across the room, Steve goes, God, that that sound and that music is awesome. Because you got the, the horse galloping 
and the music, which is like some sort of like crazy space sound, but then you yeah. have uh, Steve Ritchie's voice making fun of you. Um, it's kind of a good time. Although System 11s were, were really fun because they were super unique, usually, and they had the ramps and a, maybe not toys, but cool shots and ramps. But everybody else, like Gottlieb's System 1s are kind of meh. I mean, they're cheap for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't go wrong. Well, I can't go wrong with pinball anyways. But yeah, I think System 11 stuff is is still a good value. Uh, they yeah, crept up quite a bit lately, which is hard to swallow. Like that there's pill. a guy who on the forum keeps saying, oh, I want to sell Elvira and the Party Monsters. And I think he was the guy that offered to trade me straight up for Lost World Dresser Park. And at that point, I was like, I mean, I, I almost you were you were you were you were into DMDs because you thought yeah. that's what everybody was into. Well, and that was my shared game, so it's like my partner in that d- doesn't like those old games. So he has a Sopranos at home that's super fun for him, and you know how fun that game is. Yeah, it's a great. He game. would never want an '80s game. So that wouldn't have flown. Yeah, but it's like you're telling me. I mean, and Elvira is not a super crazy good game per per se if you took the theme off it's an okay game it's the theme that sells it for yeah the, the price theme that the it call outs, the whole, it's, it's a good package yeah they it's not just because it's Elvira they they but it's, it's a good but she's the i mean she's the music and the the call outs and the i mean the theme yeah. of her sells it right but yeah. now cuz haven't we seen three thousand dollar of Lyra's? Well, was that a I home mean, use or something? You've seen them. Have they sold for that? That's always I don't the know. Thing. That's, it, it. What sucks is I, when I got into the hobby, and I said this on the last episode, taxis and all the big ones were well under a grand. No, all, all day long, you could get them for easily a thousand. And now they want two easy for every System Eleven. Well, that's not true. I just bought a roller game for fifteen hundred. Uh, why did you get that game? Because I got it for you, you jerk. You sent me a text message and said, "Buy this or like die." <laughs> you sent me a text message. I did the legwork. I know the person who was selling it. I and got. I pretty much handed that to you on a platter. Listen, if you would like it, you're welcome to have it. No, I want you to have it. Chris. Listen, I've got no problem with you having it. But now you do all the legwork to ask for pictures and all that. I haven't seen pictures of the machine. I haven't seen anything. But I know I want the machine. So fine. For what I'm paying for it, I'm fine with that because I will at least be able to sell it for that. Yeah. No, I would fully agree. Uh, Roller Games is um, uh, I think the randomly the popularity just jumped for it. And I don't know if it's Steve Ritchie's games or System 11 in general. It's System 11 in general, but it's also a System 11 that has a lot going on. I mean, yeah, honestly. The, well, there's licenses in it. There's yeah. the – like on a couple other podcasts, they keep talking about like uh, the callouts and the music and stuff. I would be hard-pressed to say if you took Roller Games and set it next to Jurassic Park Lost World, Ugh. 
That's a most people would say that roller games has more stuff going on than Jurassic Park Lost World. It depends what you ask. If you asked a non-pinball person, they would disagree. What are they disagreeing about? The DMD? The Take toys. that out of the equation. I'm talking about the play field. Toys. What's going on on the play field? You got a snagger, picks up your balls with a magnet, dumps it into a dinosaur. You hit a dinosaur egg scoop, it opens up, a little T-Rex baby yells at you. Or maybe it's a velociraptor, I don't know. There's two ramps. Big, big ramps. Big ones. They go all the way back down the flippers. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a magnet up top? Not just one magnet. I would pay more for a roller games than I would pay for. It's because you know Park that Park. Jurassic Park Last World's a bad game. It's a it's a it's not actually a bad game. It's a good player's game. It's a shooter's game because every mode has to be completed on its own. You cannot stack things. And that's all it has going for it. <laughs> <laughs> um if you if you own it, it'll make you a better player for shooting, like aiming for stuff, because you have to hit the only one of the cool unique features What's is What's your excuse? What? What's your excuse? For owning it? No, you used to own it and yeah. you're still not a very good player. Uh, I didn't play it very much. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and you're de- you're defending it. Well, I'm defending it as a game against roller disco or <laughs> roller disco roller games. You're a clown. One of the modes, I think it's site B is um every flipper button push the target you have to hit moves like uh, there's a blinking light in front of the one of the stand-ups mm-hmm. and so if you're trapping the ball and you let go and flip you have to aim at the correct target do you know what i mean yeah so if you aim for uh t in site b and then you flip it moves either to i or to e so right, it to, moves it so it's further away from what the natural shot's going to be from the right flipper. Yeah, tool. so you have to you have to set it up so it's the when you flip that flipper that's cradling the ball, it hits the correct target. Uh-huh. Which is kind of a cool thing. Sh- shot practice. Oh, I don't keep trying to sell it. It doesn't matter to me. It's still not as good as Waterworld. <laughs> that has toys up the yin yang. Toys don't necessarily make a machine good. No, but this one does. Look, at there's a boat. Four ball multiball just turns over and just dumps the balls on you. Really? You love balls being dumped on you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I wish I remember what machine it was today. Uh, there were a couple machines I was playing in the, the 70s, you know, electromagnetic, electromagnetic area that had the ball lock thing kind of going on and stuff like that. And it was fun. Man, Big Valley, that was one I played that I really liked because you had um, some saucer cups to drop balls into that then you had to then hit a shot to release them to create like a two-ball multi-ball or a one-ball mul- or you know, a three-ball multi-ball. It was fun. Like, it was fun. Big Valley. Let's take a look. I just pulled up pictures. There's a dog barking at a horse. And that, I mean, there's some weird stuff going on. Not going to lie. Not gonna lie. Oh wait. Um, see that shot on the right that goes yeah. up into the the yeah. rollovers yeah. and and then loops back around. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh, it goes to your shooter lane. Yeah. Can you? If there's a one way gate, can you nudge it out? Uh, the gate opens, so it closes that gate until you lock a ball in the saucer. 
And then that gate, I think after a couple shots, you have to have a series of the shots. The shots are up top. Lights up and opens to then you can shoot that shot to then release the second ball. Okay, so I, I see. There's two saucers up top. Yeah. And so you lock balls in the saucers, and then yeah. those gate, the gate on the left and the gate on the right are both unlocked? There's two on the right. There's a lower one that's called the fox, and there's oh. one that's up that, what is it, the beaver or the gopher? The gopher? Oh, I didn't know the gopher was a lockable one. Yeah, and so you shoot to those gates, they open, you shoot to those gates, and then it brings it back to your ball, uh, to your shooter lane, and then when you plunge again, that's when the ball's released. Uh, that actually does look fun. It was fun. It was fun. I don't like the rollovers that are just those stupid buttons, though. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they were doing back then. What are you going to do? I know. I just wish they were like... like I like star posts because you can light them up or they look cool. I don't know. You mean the star rollover switches? I'm sorry. Yeah, this is star rollovers. Yeah. Freaking Fireball. Holy cow. I mean, I know that machine was popular. I know it did big numbers when it was out there. That game is awesome. I had not played one before before today. I can get you a home unit. Awesome. You want a home version? Not the home version, the, the, the commercial version. I'll get you a home one. No, I don't want a home one. Same. Probably doesn't have the spinner in the middle, which is the mo or the uh the spinning disc in the middle, and it's amazing. Oh shit. I didn't even know that there was a spinning disc in the middle. Man, I'm telling you that game is fun why is it fun uh i mean it's got lot you lock balls again which is cool the spinning the spinner in the middle the spinning disc really changes how the game plays is it all the time Uh, spinning it just spins all the time so it is definitely you have to pay attention the shots all feel real good oh the home Uh, the home model oh here i'll send you a picture I mean, it's probably garbage. Shh. Don't, don't judge till you see it. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't even think there's a ball lock. I think it's a single ball. Because there's just... Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Versus, there's a scoop. There's two scoops. Or saucers. <laughs> yeah, two, two saucers to lock. Plus that... Uh, that uh, what's that? What do, you, what do you call it? Where that, that ball's in that little... You hit it and it bounces up to hit the target. I honestly say I don't know what it is. It's captive ball. It's basically mm. a captive captive ball. ball yep. That that rolls up. It's kind of like well, I was gonna say Metallica, but Metallica doesn't really move. Well, Ghostbusters has a two rate. You hit the captive and then the ball behind it bounces up. Correct. Wow. Hey, yeah. you see those little? Uh, they're not pop bumpers, but they're like little targets where when the ball hits it, they just lift up and score a point. They're mm. yellow on the right and left. Mm-hmm. Remember that, and I, and I was playing the electromagnet version, and it was awesome. That Sky Kings I fixed had that had those little score poppers. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, yeah. Oh, it must be Fireball Two that is uh, solid state. Yeah, but, I mean, again, it, it it was a lot of fun. And so it doesn't, to me, this is me, it doesn't have to be a bunch of ramps and DMD and stuff like that. If it's a fun game and well laid out, a single level can be fun. 
You know what I mean? Hey, you had those flippers that can zip back and forth. Yeah, they lock in. Yeah, to block the ball and stuff. That was fun too. It was fun to watch it do that because it does it on its own. So that that has the little two inch flippers. Right. Did you like it? Yeah, I mean because that's what's on most of the older machines. You know. Wait, are there different versions? A fireball. Yeah. Yes, I'm seeing... there's a solid state version because I think because oh, I and I'm and that has the big flippers, ass. doesn't it? I think I'm talking to my ass. This was one of the machines that was right when they started switching. Let me look I it th- up because it looks like there's they call it Fireball Classic, which I'm assuming has the those are both solid states. I want to see which one had the zipper flippers. Yeah, that has the classic has the big flippers. I'm assuming the classic is because it, it went solid state. Mm. Looks like there was a non-commercial. Oh, that's the home unit, and then the original Fireball was EM. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fireball. 72. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that's on the pinball arcade. So I think I played it a little bit. And the f- randomly the flippers would go zoop. I was like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. So is that, when you play a game like that, is that something that now you want to look in, into buying? Yeah, I mean, me, I'm not... I, I'm, I would love to own some EMs. Um, my concern always is that, you know, because I'm gone all the time, they don't get played all the time and then things stick and all that, you know what I mean? Um, obviously if you adjust them correctly, you don't have nearly that. I mean, I would love to own some EMs. My brother has, uh, Domino. That's a really fun game. I would love a King and Queens. I think that game is awesome. Um, so yeah, there's a few EMs I would love to own at some point. But that's after if I fin that's after I finish my System 11 collection, you know what I mean? Will that ever be done? Listen, I wish it would be, but I doubt it ever will be. <laughs> Bonsai run will probably never happen. Why not? You just don't want to pay the price they command. I don't want to pay the price for it. Hmm. It's like there, there's well, a few about the transporter. Pay that money. Probably transporter too. Transporter is the same way, yeah. They want way too much money for what it is and there's not very many out of them out there. Oh, well, Harper, so, we're going to pull all stuff because you ran out of room as, <coughs> like I did. What's that? You ran out of room. Yeah. So, well, now I got a buddy who has space, so I just send it all, send them all over there. <laughs> that's where my, that's where my pool sharks is. That's where my F-14's at. I forgot. My uncle's got my kid. fire. <laughs> Once I get, actually, what's really going to be funny is when I finish putting the two jokers together i'll probably send jokers back to my buddy's house the guy i bought the original jokers from <laughs> so it'll go back to his basement for a while you can send games to my basement when it's done yeah when's that gonna be probably a couple years <laughs> yeah right um so yeah i mean like i think single level games can be fun and interesting um I think they just got to be done well, you know. Beatles is fun. Have you played it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I played it the other day when we were in in uh, Seattle. This place called Shorty's had uh, that. They had that. They had uh, the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, was that where they had TNA too? You sent me pictures. Correct, and they had TNA. Yep. So, did you play Pirates? I did. It's okay. Let's talk about all these games because we haven't played them here, and I've been meaning okay. to take Steve to SS Billiards down yeah. in. Um, God, it's by Coon Rapids, but it's not. Um, and the problem is I'm pretty much got to take, take a day off of work, run down at 8am, play yeah. games and get back so he can pick them up from daycare. So until he, we can do that, you'll have to give us a little rundown on these games. Cause we have not played Beatles. We have not played pirates. I've played TNA, but he hasn't. Yeah. Pirates is amazing. Like it, I'm still incredibly disappointed that they couldn't get the site center mech thing to work right. Uh, the center mech was strictly just the center mech. You're talking about the three, the three rings three that we're rings going to differently. Uh, we're going to spin differently, and yeah, I mean, it would be really cool. It didn't affect gameplay at all, right? Like, I don't think it ever affected gameplay because you lock the ball, and then it does the because it does it now on the screen, right? It does. Oh, here's your mystery reward. And it shows the three rings spinning on the video screen until it locks into whatever your reward is. Um, so it strictly was just a cosmetic thing, a cool little deal, but man, that game is packed. Uh, totally that packed. Game is packed. Did you get to fire balls from the upper play field ship to the other side? No. Didn't oh. know you did that. That was what, Steve got all excited about. Did you get to the upper play field where the ship rocked? Yeah. Did it, yeah, rock, yeah. Did it rock both ways? The ship ways? rocks all the time. So oh. Does it rock both ways? Because one... Okay. Yes. Okay. There's a handful so, yeah. of shows where the prototype only... It broke. Yeah, no, it rocks both ways. The only thing that's a little disappointing about it is that on the right side, it's open, right? So if you if your ball kind of rolls that way, it's going to roll back off the ship and down and back to the, the main play field. And then it's got a U-turn lane that's kind of the primary thing you're shooting at. Mm-hmm. And then it's got a lock mechanism on the left side at the top. So it definitely is challenging to get it to the lock mechanism uh, and keep it going on the upper play field. Uh, so, you know, upper play fields a lot of times aren't, you know, it's a gimmick, frankly. Um, Do you know of a game that you would say did it right? Uh, Twilight Zone. Because that upper play field is so unique with the magnetic flippers and stuff like that, super super amazing way to do that upper play field, like really well done. Um, oh, with the magnets, yeah, yeah, with the magnets. Um, Simpsons Pitball Party actually is really good because it's a specific shot you have to hit to lock the ball, or you don't lock the ball to get to a multi-ball. You know what I mean? So Simpsons Pinball Party is a pretty good upper play field lock or upper play field thing. Um, I'd have to start thinking after that. Not a lot of stuff in the modern area, to be honest Mm. with you. I was disappointed in the upper play field of Transformers. Yeah. Um, And I think Game of Thrones... Yeah, I've never played the upper play field in Game of Thrones, but everyone says same with same with Aerosmith. I told you that I played the LE and the Pro um, at yeah. CES a year or two ago, yeah. and I told you the Pro was 
the upper play field was it was cool to have all these extra things but at the same time the pro played more fun yeah and i agree i would buy a pro if that's what i would buy of an aerosmith that's a fun game but it feels like it's too easy and you get bored uh i mean i really enjoyed aerosmith actually but anyway so back to beatles or back to to pirates wait i'm looking at the upper play field where does it roll out where does it roll out oh did you say Uh, on the right side on the right side yeah and then it rolls into that orbit that's on the right side wait so it just drops off yeah correct yeah there's nothing there to stop it so if if the ship rocks that way and is that play field gonna get that way it's gone jersey jack has had some play field issues randomly so like is this gonna it's gonna be just boom and dropping on that play field i'm assuming there might be some paint coming up yeah maybe who knows obviously but you know if i'm buying a machine I look at those things and go, you know what? I'm putting a piece of mylar down there. Like, no. and when I get mylar is not going to save you though machine. for a ball hitting a playfield. Huh? Mylar is not going to save a ball falling onto a playfield over and over from that high up. What's going to keep it from the paint pulling up? Well, until you pull the mylar off. Why would you pull the mylar off? It's there to protect it. No, but so the thing is, like a shooter lane, you put mylar down, the ball's just kind of bouncing in there. But when you're dropping a ball from an upper playfield to the lower playfield, Mylar's not going to save it. You're still going to, like, in theory, you could get cracks in the clear and the paint. Sure. I sure, got it Yeah. I got my Metallica paint chunks came up around the magnet, and there's no jumping or falling. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, that I was a paint issue. Machine. You're going to play it. Well, I got that replaced. And the new, the new one had considerable clear coat put on oh yeah oh it looked good but it did not play like my original and i was sad no i don't know what to tell you about so that. pirates so did what, what about the the chest lock did you lock in the chest where's that which one's that is that the left shot I it's kind of I, in the middle it's to the left of the the sh- well you're oh, right yeah, it's yeah between I mean, the two that, ships the, all the shots feel really good in that machine and there's a lot of them just the the way you start the machine and pick what player you want to be or what character you want to be. like. Do you think that's too much? Because there's a ton of different characters you can pick. No, because I think if you are interested in the game and you're interested in the theme, you're going to like that you can pick those different characters and be that different person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Thematically, the idea is that you are that person playing that game. Uh so yeah, you get to be that person. I don't know, man. The machine's beautiful. Like it's just beautiful. It looks good. But I think that was, I think Wizard of Oz is the same thing. I think dialed in. Like Jersey Jack does a really nice job making it feel complete. Oh, except the Hobbit. It... I will say they dropped the ball oh, in yeah. that damn game. Yeah, the Hobbit's awful. You are right. The Hobbit is awful. Um, um Wizard of Oz, they re up the license again. They're putting it back on the line as a new version and the rumor is there's new things being added to it. I mean... I want one because my wife would like it. I just hate the fact that they keep dropping a new version of it and pissing off their core people that supported that company and basically kept them from going under by buying that machine originally. Sure. You know what I mean? I would agree like with that, people, but then I also agree people with... People went in and bought that 
Wizard of Oz from the beginning and had faith in a company, and oh, then go. It, it, now they, we're on version twelve. Well, they so put in your, your, they, your original. LED yeah, they they almost kickstarted them at. Yeah. I think the original was sixty five hundred for the original Wizard of Oz, and then they had their was it the red the ruby red slipper version was the first special edition. Correct. Yeah. Then they had the yellow brick road, or is that the no? Yeah, they did, and now they're having this new one. And they keep making these new did special they have, did, they, did they have an Emerald City as well? Oh, they did, yeah. With the or was green. that the original Ellie? I bet you that was, was the original Ellie. That was the original Ellie, yeah. And then Ruby Red came, and that's when everyone got pissed. Yeah. And now it's just like, it doesn't matter. They're going to make they're making a new special edition. Because they did that with The Hobbit. They did the Black the black Edition too, and all that jazz. But the, the thing I have is, Wizard of Oz came out at 6,500. You can't find a Wizard of Oz for under sixty five hundred, even used, even routed with paint chipped up. I mean, it's a good game, especially after they fixed all their issues. It was a, it was a good game before they fixed all their issues. And I've said this before about ACDC. The hard, the the shots, the layout, everything was there. They just needed to figure out the hardware and the software. And as long as you can fix that, then then the why would people get rid of the game? You know what I mean? Obviously, people were concerned they weren't going to fix it. But yeah, they had a lot of problems with the light all the pieces are there, that stuff can get fixed. You know? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like Metallica. People shit on that game when it first came out because the code wasn't yeah. there, but everything felt decent. Yeah. Me, I, I didn't like it the first time I played it on route because I couldn't hit anything. But I was super new to pinball. Right. <laughs> Um, I would love a Wizard of Oz. I, I almost tried to buy one <clears throat> from in the cities that was routed, and I was even the owner said you don't want to buy this. It is had nothing but problems. All right, and it's one of those where it's like, well, it's you could uh, you could spend the money like two grand on getting all new node boards or light boards or whatever. Maybe it'll right. work, but otherwise, don't. Or just go. You know what? Why don't I spend the extra two grand? And get one that's working properly. Yeah. Um, my wife saw one at the state fair when we went, and mm. it was—I mean, it's a gorgeous game. It's a great for your home because you can either block the posts off and the drains or whatever, and you can get through the game. Because hmm. there's a ton of game. Yeah, and pirates is the same way. Ton and ton of game, and it's beautiful. It just looks good. The the so what what about, what do you think about them picking this theme, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is not good anymore? I mean, it's like there's a new Pirates movie, but it's not the original. It's not blockbuster anymore. Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a pirates person, so the theme doesn't do a ton for me, to be honest with you. Um, I was attracted to playing it only because it's new, and you know they it's were new and shiny trying some things and blah 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 but man i tell you what we were there for two hours we didn't get on that machine until the last 30 minutes because there was a group of guys that they played it for an hour and a half Ooh, you just like, put your quarter on the glass yeah i don't do that that's weird i mean they were into it they were doing their thing i didn't care um it's a great looking machine now, i don't know what it sells for i'm are they in that 8k range now for the cheap version at this point? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. I think it's 8500 for the cheap. Man, that is way too much money. For but that's what I mean. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, if 
any machine out there is worth the money in terms of what you get for a machine, that machine's worth it. Same with dialed in. I know a lot of people aren't into dialed in. That machine is worth the 8500 they're asking because it just has so much in it. So you've played dialed in? I played dialed in a bunch, and it is great. I have not played it. Oh, jeez. That machine is awesome. No, I did play it. I played it at MGC last year, and I thought the... Uh, I'm not huge onto the the art, maybe just the cartoony characters, but um, the selfie mode was kind of dumb but fun and kind of funny to see people's like goofy pinball playing reactions and and, and the gimmicky crap I don't care about like the like the Bluetooth awesome. the Bluetooth There's... to your phone to do the flippers are you kidding me no. I mean it's it's a super gimmick again that's gimmick I don't care about gimmick like shots feel play. Does it flow? Those are the things that matter. This is, that's my biggest gripe with Houdini. I think oh, that game's a clunker. You can't hit anything. And I'm not a good player, so I can't hit anything. But the average player struggles to hit stuff in Houdini. So give me a game that flows, that feels good. Make it deep for people who are good at pinball because they're going to be able to hit a bunch of those shots easier. Dialed in is awesome. Like mm. It is awesome and fun. I need it's to just play it fun. Again. Damn it. This yeah. just sucks about living where I live. There's nothing freaking around me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Having to make trips to the city kind of sucks to play games. Like, yeah, because it's what? Up to six-hour drive time round trip? Right. I mean, you got to do an overnight. I would, If I was doing it, I'd do it once a month and do an overnight. Say, babe, we're going down to see your folks. You can hang with well, your folks, folks and the kids or her, your folks, whoever lives down I there. I don't know I if she wants to be with my folks by herself, though. <laughs> well, you know. I go to a hotel. <laughs> just don't tell my parents because like, you should stay with us go to a hotel and go play pinball and she hangs out in a hotel and watches you know netflix or whatever it is or do your thing and actually so for christmas we're going to my parents house in the cities and um i think i'm gonna try to get to a few places there's a a bowling alley like Maybe a mile, it's probably two miles from my parents' house, uh, Flaherty's, and they have uh, two games in the last, I wonder when it was, if it was last Christmas or something, they had the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and another game that really sucked. <laughs> mm, I can't remember what it was. I did a podcast about it, but... <clears throat> I don't. Have you ever played Guardians? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, but it's, it got boring kind of fast. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't into the theme, so that definitely didn't help draw me into it. Um, it uh, I can't remember. The code the, update f- helped a lot of it, I guess, too. So yeah, and it I had old code. Long, I haven't played in a long time. There was, it felt like something else. I don't remember what it felt like, but I mean, again, there's only so many shots to make it feel unique um but yeah it was fun like i think deadpool's awesome like that game's a lot of fun God, i haven't played that yet i just deadpool's played. a lot of fun you know the 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 kitschiness of all the call outs and all that the animations are great like they're really good only problem with deadpool is you rely on the ability to lock that ball with the shot that goes up to that upper ramp mm. And if it is not, if the game is not level and set up correctly, when you make that shot, just 
the shot that is just right of the mini Deadpool or little Deadpool, whatever you want to call them, it rattles in there and won't get up that ramp. So on route, that game can often be very disappointing to play because you can't move forward and achieve stuff because it's because it it, you can't make that shot. That's hard about uh, route games is if the op doesn't isn't on it all the time, keeping the game clean and fixed and working. Yep. Ooh. Or if you just set it up and walk away and you don't dial it in. Ooh. Well, I was the the one that is uh, that I played before. I had a, I've had a couple opportunities to play now, but when I first played it, I went with some friends this place in Milwaukee called Cleveland Pub. They always get the newest stern. It's always a pro. They always usually buy the when it comes out. It goes there for a while. Blah blah blah. Well, now they've added a couple machines. So at one point it was just two. Now they're up to three or four. But they moved it, and when they moved it into the corner, that corner of the floor is not even close to level and so it just plays bad and clunky now and it's just not as fun um man we got beetles and talk about beetles okay let's go yeah we got off topic with uh those new games you played so how's the beetles because it's like a couple games mashed together or something but well yeah beetles the 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 play field layout in generic terms is based off a sea witch They've added a uh, spinning disc. They've added a magnet at the top of the orbit, where there, originally it was just a rollover star thing. And then they've added a lock mechanism to the uh, left-hand side, where you drop the drop targets and you can lock the ball in there. I think it locks or it rolls through. I'm not sure, because I couldn't get to it. Let's Hang on. Do you enjoy the Beatles music? I don't. Like, Mind the Beatles music. Is this theme okay for you? I don't care. Like, I'm not... No. The, the the game... My personal opinion on the game is it's too high priced for what it is. It's a cash grab based on the theme. Um, if it was a $5,000 machine, I still think that's too much money, but it would be more palatable in terms of would you people ever consider wanting buying to buy it. it. Would you would you ever buy it? it? No, not. You would never buy an any Beatles game. I wouldn't buy a Beatles game. Uh, that's not true. I wouldn't buy this machine hmm. for more than let's say four thousand dollars. Okay. It is. It, yes, there's lots of graphic stuff going on. Yes, they've added a magnet. Yes, they've added a spinning disc. But essentially, it is a single-level game, single-level playfield game, that the object is to bash away at the drop targets and the loops to build your bonus to score points. Like, I played seven games, and I was bored. Mm. I was just bored, because it's just repetitive. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, so- I played Sea Witch tonight for the first time. I've never played Sea Witch either. And I felt the same way about Sea Witch. Mm. The difference between the modern Beatles Sea Witch and TNA are two totally different machines in the way that they play. Yes, they are single level machines. TNA doesn't feel like a single level machine to me. 
Beatles feels like a single level machine. Like Beatles feels like break shot in terms of mm. what you're doing, what you're trying to achieve, that kind of stuff. In terms of what I think it should then be priced at. A lot of these uh, single level games that people do enjoy, like uh, a bunch of the Stern Electronics and um, maybe a couple of the Gottlieb Street Level, they like them because they're brutal. Kind of like what TNA is, right? Yeah. So, where is the balance of brutal versus getting bored? I mean, it was just like TNA is super brutal. Would you get bored of it? But there's a lot of music and things like Tron where it keeps you yes, coming back to it. Exactly. TNA is a complete package. The art, the lighting, the music. Scott did an incredible job on that machine, and you do not get bored. Oh my god! Like, I, I just I wanted to stand to look around at the it. Screen to see what's going on on the screen, and I don't get bored of playing that game. I, I've only played. Um, god, I don't think I have played the production. I've only played the White Wooden Mirror at MGC. And, That's great, man. Ugh. It is fun. Um, so, do you is is there a balance? Have you played a bunch of the like Meteor or any of the other Stern Electronics? No, games? yeah, I haven't gotten back into much of that era, um, and a lot of that's just because I've been concentrating on System Eleven stuff. Mm. Um, I enjoy them. Uh, I get a little bored of the sounds and music and stuff like, or the the lack of music and things like that. In a lot of those games, but uh, that was just technology based, right? It wasn't there yet. Yeah, I mean, the, I listened to Slam Tail podcast, and they're big on them. And their thing is like, there's a bunch of shots that you have to make, like a bunch of drop target banks, and yeah. then you can light the spinner, and then you rip the spinner to get a bunch of points. And so, there's a bunch of things you have to do in the game to progress to get a shot to be worth a lot, and then hit. And so that's where they they find that to be fun, but. If you haven't played that many games, that many types of that game, then it's going to be hard, kind of hard to answer. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm also not a great player, so I still need some of the things to be easy or achievable to where I enjoy them. Sinbad. Sinbad is an amazing machine. The objective is very easy. Knock down the banks of targets in order. Well, you don't have to do it in order, but knock them down. Build up your multiplier. That's how you get points. But it's hard to do. Oh, God, and it is. Because it's a very... it's a, You can visually easily see the objective. That's why I really love that machine. Like, okay. I, can know, I know what I need to do, but it's really hard to do. And I don't... For some reason, and maybe just I'm jaded about pinball, is that the Beatles one just doesn't give me that feel. Well, and I'm not really big into their music. There's a couple songs growing up I remember, um, Abbey Road, and that's kind of it. It's like I don't care. Yeah, yeah again, it, a lot of it, or what I was hearing, it's all that 60s stuff. It's their early stuff, and it's fun. Yeah. It's it's two-and-a-half-minute songs. You know, it's fun stuff, and I remember those, and I don't mind listening to that's it. That's right, you're old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't mind listening to it. It doesn't – I don't think any of that stuff is like driving – in terms of when you're playing, but I enjoyed it as background noise as I played. So it really doesn't get you in the game. Doesn't get no, no, that yeah, no. Okay. And yeah, in that game again, I played seven games or so, and I was bored. Like I didn't need to play it anymore. <laughs> I was good. So, uh, but again, I'm jaded because of the price too. I think it's really. Oh, uh, it was. The hard part is 
I, we talked about this before on the last call was I'm excited that they're kind of going to some older style stuff. But if they're going to keep just doing this, like they'll redo Meteor, but label it um, My Little Pony and charge eight grand. What's the fucking point? Yeah. If they would redo Meteor, do some updates, maybe add a couple magnets or things like that and charge four grand, they would sell them. Oh, they would totally. Yeah. I think that is a number that people would go. It's new technology. They've added a few things that makes it interesting. Then it's worth the money. That's a good, if you get to sixty five hundred, I think uh, most people are out. Yeah, that's a that's a so I think with the height of the Stern Electronics uh, current market, where they're they're kind of going from a thousand to two thousand now, if they were able to pull back. To about the 4K range with an upgraded version of all these old games. That's a because then you're not you're not just copying the old one, right? So, so yeah, you, they would have to update the light yeah. show. They would have to put a light show in. I think that's the one thing I noticed about Beatles. And and again, I played seven games and, and got through it and just played. The, it, it's just I think it's just standard GI. So oh seriously, there really isn't a light show involved. Oh in my, the I this is a total cash grab of just pop Absolutely. it up. Beatles fans will buy it. Primus is another example. It's uh-huh. cash grab. And it's a bad play field and you've used it a bunch, so stop using it. But again, <laughs> if <laughs> people buy and spend the money on those things, Stern has no reason to reverse course. So what's the next uh, big Nelly play? God, what's that game called? Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly, Big Melons. What's is. the next? Uh, what's the next band for that game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll lose my mind. I'll lose my mind. The, I I can totally see him reusing that playfield again. Um, four grand. I get it. Totally. They don't have to put anything into it. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, just art. Just yeah, an art, art package. Okay, great. Drop some art in the freaking computer. Well, at the price they're charging, that art is pretty cheap. <laughs> um. Four grand for an, a fully upgraded 80s. Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah, you add a spinner, you add a magnet or something interesting. All new lights, all LED. Done yeah. nice. Light show, LCD screen with some... Well, you, I guess they have to do LCD screens now, but that could be neat. And and, and worth the upgrade. I don't, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, you might... If you upgraded the light show, added in some... A couple more features, and I'm not talking like major features. I'm talking like a magnet in a certain spot to stop the ball or grab the ball, or like Beatles, where they took that that left side drop target bank, and when you drop it, there's a locker a through, and mm. the ball just rolls through over there. You could add just a couple of those things, and I think you're still okay. I don't think you got to drop a screen in it. No, but what what are they going to put in it? Well, again, I think as soon as you get to that point and you're saying they're putting a screen in it, now you got a whole art department that's doing stuff. No, and I would so agree, but like now what, you're gone, you're past the 4K range. What are they going to put in instead? Yeah, I mean you're right. They don't do, uh, do you, well. Do you just put the art behind it and then put the four display screens oh, on yeah. LCD screen? Well. <laughs> Some people complain about lack of uh, LCD usage, but uh, at the same time, it's like 
you're right. You don't have to pay. But again, for if the, you're trying to hit a if you're trying to hit a price point, you gotta cut you stuff out. Uh, so did you play TNA again? Yeah, I love it. That one wasn't playing. It wasn't again. It's like any machine on route. It wasn't set up quite right, so it played a little rough, and rough moreover that the shots that always felt really flowy and felt good were a lot harder to hit. So um, I also agree. TNA is fantastic. I wish I I wish I could buy one. It's just the price keeps me back. Yeah, um, what are, are they still sixty five? Is that what they're asking for them? Yeah, new? and even used ones, people want sixty five to seven. It's like, yeah. and that's too much. I think it, had that game been six, I would have been like, man, I'm gonna pass up on whatever else was coming, and would have bought one. No, that, and, and it's crazy that the extra five hundred bucks made a deal, but it did. No, you said when we first talked, you said no way, it's not worth yeah. it. And maybe that's because I didn't play it a lot. Oh, maybe. Now that I've played it a bunch, I'd but be okay with six. Both of our I, collections would be the top are of the big line. enough. That would be it. Both of our collections are big enough to support it, to support a TNA game in our collection. Because right. if it was your only game, you'd get probably pretty sick of it. Well, and I guess that's that's what I was going to ask you the question before the guys who like those uh, early um, Stern games and the the uh, the single levels, and they say you know they love those games. Do they have a larger collection where they can, where that's not their only machine? Oh, you bet your ass they got probably 20 plus all of them. Right. So I think you're right. Those games have come back in popularity. Popularity, people really enjoy them, but that's because they have a few games in their collection. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I mean, I remember when my collection was one or two games back when I first started, and I was trying to find games that were well rounded, so I didn't have, like, when I got Fishtails, I hated that game. It was way too hard. I was new to the thing. I wanted ramps and fun. And um, I was Fishtails satisfied. is a great game. Well, I wish I could get Now it. I like it. Um, now yeah, I, I understand like it. Too. But uh, this is why I miss Waterworld. <laughs> oh, so back to TNA. So randomly I'm listening to a bunch of podcasts and they're saying that Spooky has quality control on TNA. There's a lot of people having problems with, with their games when they come out of the box. Which, I guess I, I'm not in the TNA thread on Pinside, so I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, I'm not either, so I don't really have much to comment on that. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, there are probably quality issues. There are with a lot of. I was going to say, with them. every game, exactly. I think, as you've said before, and I've said before, and just about anybody who has a brain has said before. It's a small group of people that complain the loudest, and those are the people that get all the attention. Yeah, and like <clears throat> adjusting something on the playfield, really, this is going to be a game stopper for you. You had yeah. Game of Thrones, who people were bending the the what do you call that metal guide ball guide? They were bending the ball guide on most of the games, right? But it's not a big deal. Like you make it a big deal right then, and then oh no, it's stern though. It's okay. I yeah, mean, I don't even. Yeah, I mean, but but Spooky's held to a different standard. But also, you know, you're shipping this giant unit. I had every every new inbox game I have, one of the little screws that hold in your coin max had fallen out, and I found it randomly in the cabinet when I set the game up. So yeah, yeah whatever. But whatever, it, it's like, pinball. It's it's pinball. It's always broken. It's a mechanical item. 
Like the well, the problem the problem is people spend lots of money on a new game. They expect it to be perfect because you spend that many thousands of dollars. Yeah, and and I get it. We like, have I had this expectation, been- right? Like when my Metallica came out, I wanted it to be perfect. I don't want to play it because I want to keep it pristine. But at the same time, it's like it's a freaking pinball machine. Yeah, I didn't buy it to put it in a museum. I bought it to play it. Yeah, is it annoying when it isn't perfectly working when it comes out? Absolutely, it's annoying. But if you're into pinball as a hobby, get out your fucking screwdriver and fix it. The only like, thing that does piss me off is like, you might have this problem, Ghostbusters, right? The clear is a little thin on ours, and that shooter lane is starting to kind of get chippy, crackly. That yeah, that's disappointing. It's totally disappointing. I don't care, though. I stopped yeah. caring. Yeah, I've had that machine long enough that I don't care anymore. Yeah, go buy a new playfield if you're that. Just throw it in your storage unit. Yeah, but again, you know, I, I'm buying to play them. You know, you had sent that, you had sent that advert, and I was thinking about this the other day. Now that I've got a, a roller games, uh, my roller games won't be pristine and perfect. I know it won't be. And you had sent an ad for one that was twenty five hundred bucks, and theoretically was professionally restored. And was that the fire? You know, oh, it was a fire. You're right. Your fire. Sorry, my bad. Oh, it was. Uh, it was fully. I didn't read it. Was it fully restored? I don't know. It said a new playfield. I think. Oh. So, at some point, I go. Well, you know, my machine might get to that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I might have paid less for it now, but if I drop a new playfield in it, buy new plastics, do all the LED conversion, all that stuff, at some point, I'm probably going to end up that same money into the machine. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. It's just hard to see it because you're not doing it slowly over time. Exactly. So it's one of those where you had sent that listing, right? Because I was like, 2,500 for a fire. Are they mental? But I know that my fire, I'm going to put a new playfield in. Like, that's on the list. So I paid 13 for it. Well, a new playfield, that's got me into it for, now I'm at two. You know what I mean? Like, real quick, you get there. If you, if you, take the money you put into it you know if the playfield cost you 700 bucks or whatever and then you do the swap that's what you're into it at that point mm. so 2500 so what would you sell yours for like what would you sell your bad cats for i'm never selling it i don't know <laughs> i haven't given it i haven't given it a thought I mean, it's hard to say do I think that Bad Cats is worth $3,000? It's probably, to me, it's probably pretty close because it has a CPR playfield in it, brand new set of plastics. The cabinet is really, really, really nice. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like it basically just came off the line. Well, you know. Is that a $3,000 machine? Probably not, but pretty close. You're in the mid to high 2000s, I would think. I don't think it's unreasonable. So do you think it's reasonable to ask mid to upper 2000 to 3000 for a System 11 that has a new play field and all that stuff 
versus these people who want two grand for player. Like I just saw a taxi for twenty one hundred, and I'm like, oh, let's check the, the, take a look. There's playfield chunks missing all yeah. over the place. It's like, no, I think it's unreal. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Always a reason why it's probably still for sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, again, I. But how much do you take period, off for I'm that? Putting my, I'm putting a new playfield in Pirates or uh, Elvira and the Party Monsters. It has a new set of plastics. I have a new set of ramps that I bought for a couple years ago. Like, and the cabinet's really nice on that machine. That's a. That is now. I don't know what people sell them for. That's now. That's a, now a three thousand dollar machine. Easy. Because it's gonna look brand fucking new, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, it, it is gonna look. And this is only my personal opinion. It is gonna look, play, and feel better than a lot of modern Sterns feel. You know, like, but there, people are asking for three grand for thirty five hundred for that game without it being restored. So. Really? Yeah, but it, fuck that. It's not. It's never going to be worth four five grand, dude. You can get five grand for yours. You better trade up. Not. I would be embarrassed if I tried to sell it for like thirty eight hundred bucks. Like, <laughs> are you going to get those? Not with that. You can get those repro ramps for your uh, GNR. No, my ramps are in great shape, so I don't really see a reason for them. Why would you not want spare ramps as a backup? I don't see a reason for. What if they break? What if they crack? Some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. It's kind of a rare game. Stern's not reproducing crap for any of that old stuff. Oh, and they're not that to. expensive. Probably, they don't have any of the stuff probably to do it. Like I think they just got rid of all that crap. Like what? they got rid of it. They're what? never going to use it again. Throw it away. I was at Stern. I think I told you these guys on one of the first times. I no, they threw fun. away the parts. I don't think they threw away the molds. Because they didn't do the molds. They hired someone else to do the molds. Well, but the molds are probably just gone. No, they keep them for the person. What are you talking about? You 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 buy the molds, so that company holds on to your molds. Like the metal mold unit. I'm saying if that company doesn't exist anymore, no. they have no reason to hold on to those molds. The company that probably produced all the ramps and mechs for Bally Williams and Data East back in the day probably doesn't exist Ugh, anymore stop ruining my dreams of them making parts yeah get over that like if you find parts buy them oh Talk. i found you ramps for gnr buy them yeah but i don't need them i don't <sighs> I, I, I don't need them so what uh they will never go into a machine my machine yeah you'll save them for when your kid breaks them okay i cannot wait i'm documenting this day when uh, when your GNR ramps break, I'm gonna send you this. And then I'll pay the price if I can get them. It's just how it is. What if if I would have had the forethought and foresight to go, I'm gonna buy every System Eleven machine, then I would have been buying every Playfield that was ever released for those games. Why well, didn't do that? Because that's insane. At some point to go, what am I gonna have every part? Well, now you lucked out. Now they can just insta print them. Yeah, I don't have a feel about that yet. At some point, I'm gonna have to buy one just to see what it's about. I, is that have people bought them yet? Has, has there been any reviews on that? No, I haven't heard anybody. Uh, one thing I want to tell you about Beatles, though, uh, before we move on to the next thing. Yeah, I didn't know it was possible, but they somehow made that machine 
feel and sound cheaper than Deadpool sounds with the cabinet quality. <laughs> um, when when my Ghostbusters showed up and I looked at this, the 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 seat, I'm gonna call them seams, but where the cabinet corners are, yeah. I'm just going, holy smokes, this feels like shit compared to Tron, I, Lord of the Rings, maybe even Metallica. Yeah, I can't make it up. When I was playing the game and flipping it, I actually thought the glass was off the game because the the thunk of the flipper mechs was so loud. God, it I, was just loud be because done there's just nothing left in the cabinet. I think I'm done. It was mental to me. I was like, what is this? I didn't know they could make it cheaper. And... Uh, and everybody made fun of Homepin for going to China, and it's like <laughs> they're they're getting about as thin and cheap as uh, you can get here, right? Yeah, it's unreal. I, I'm so I'm getting super sick sick of Stern's prices going up, but their quality of everything going down. It's just like you know they're making tons of money. They just said they everything is up from 2015 by 80 percent. Sales are up, and it's like. Insane. Which means you have tons of money now. I mean, they're not bajillionaires, but they're, they're not going to keep working if they don't make a profit. And you know, their profit—they're—they're sure. they're making sure they capitalize on their profit now while the while the community is huge. Correct. But my gosh, you, there's going to be a tipping point, and they're going to hit it. I'm assuming pretty soon where their theme that's so monstrous is going to sell less because the quality of the game is going to suck ass. I mean, I what are the numbers on Beatles? I had someone tell me um, that knows some things, uh, and I'm not saying that they're right, but he, he said, so far, maybe just a couple hundred or so. Really? It seemed to be, well, I don't know. It People are pretty excited don't, about it on route. Don't buy the hype. Buy what got sold. Well, I have no idea what I'm not a big Beatles fan. Right. So how I, many are in? Pe- how many are on route? How many are in people's houses? Hmm. Everyone get excited about something and be on board with it, but until they put the money down, that doesn't matter. Did I don't think Beatles was very well. I don't think the pinball community was pretty excited about it because I don't know how many people are huge Beatles fans. But it's like, well, I don't know how many Primus, 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 you. <laughs> Say it, Chris. How many no. Primus mach- machines were sold? Because supposedly they they got a big fan base, but I don't know how many are going to be big. Are they making a hundred of those or something? Oh, was it that small? Yeah, I thought it was a really small run. I mean, was there ever actually a release besides what was on their website? On on the not on the Stern website on Primus's website? They had something. Oh, did they? Okay. Oh. Oh, you're right. 100 units. They probably sold out. It's only 100. I would think so. It's only 100 units. But again... Spooky had a hard time getting 250 American Smalls Haunted. But they don't have but that the... Was a, but that was our first machine, so yeah, I was going to say, they don't have sure the pull like Stern does for being around for a while. Yeah. Hmm. But again, that is a... There's not a lot of machine for eighty five hundred bucks. Oh, no. Ooh. I mean, if you liked the Munsters pinball, and you were 
you would buy one, but if the cabinet felt like the Beatles, would you pass on it then? Probably not, because I think that machine's going to have a lot of features in it. So the cabinet thinness and crap you would overlook to have a good playing game. Yeah, I'd still be mad at it. I mean, Mm. again, I'm not, like, I just think it's ridiculous that they found a way to make it feel cheaper. I didn't think that was possible. Uh, But I know that that's not changing. Like, that's the other thing. That's not changing. Unless everyone just stops buying their machines and writes them a letter and says, everybody in the pinball community doesn't buy the next turn title and instantly sends a letter and go, we hate your cabinet quality until you fix it. We're not buying another one of your machines. They're not fixing their cabinet quality. And so people bought a lot of Deadpools. People are buying some Beatles and they have no reason to change it. I heard a rumor that um, Munster's Pro were on the line to get shipped out of the U.S., which would mean it would be perfect timing for Munster's to be released at CES. And if you have heard, Deadflip, uh, Jack Danger, will be at CES in Stern's booth. Oh, yeah? And uh, I will be at Stern's booth. Well, I look forward to hearing what you think of the monsters. I listen the the pictures that I've seen. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, it does look uh, really it, cool. It looks good. If they nail it with uh, sounds, because that's always my thing. You can have a great theme, and and uh, uh, Walking Dead was case in point. You can have a great theme, but if you don't pull it together with the voice actors and or someone who sounds like the voice actor people are going to really be disappointed they're just gonna, you're doing the monsters it has to be fred gwynn clips although here's the thing i think with uh licenses that old they have full rights to everything which is why they can do the likenesses and stuff where like new movies you don't have that you have to go to each individual actor and get likenesses and voice, where back in the day, you can just use whatever it was with the movie. Yeah, but I'm saying that, like, then do it. Like, if you're going to produce oh, a yeah, machine yeah. that is based around a TV show, then you better have the actors doing the voice work. Oh, I would agree. But or like, someone who sounds exactly like them. Yeah. Yeah, Walking Dead was a... Was that their, that was their first shit show of uh, voice acting, where they, like, hired a yeah. different person. Like they skated by in Game of uh, in uh, uh, Ghostbusters well, because they, they had Ernie do a bunch of pinball related callouts, but then they picked clips out of the movie that were of Bill Murray and and the other characters, so it worked. Oh, had yeah. they had they used Ernie. But then not use any of the clips the that movies. everyone knows and loves from the movie. People probably would have been like, "They missed the boat with this." E, I might have not. I don't know if I would have bought it then. It's hard to say because I love Ghostbusters, and I love Ghostbusters as well. I would have been on the fence had they not had a bunch of the clips in there that yeah. are just the sound bites that you know and love from the movie. But I think that that. Uh, 
age of movie allowed them to have the full where like Adam's family, which is mid nineties, early nineties, uh, that must have been the turning point of movie TV where they stopped having the full rights to all actors for licenses stuff. Close because uh, Star Trek Next Gen was after that, and that had all those people in it. Indiana Jones was the same thing. That's ninety three. However, right? Adam's family was ninety one. Oh, good point. But the, I guess on Star Trek, all those people wanted to work on it. Like the people did want to do it. Where a lot of things they have to pay people to get them in. Well, I'm sure they wanted to work on it because they were getting paid too, but. Well, you, you are correct. There may be a cultural change where people go, well, what am I worth? Instead of, wow, that's something interesting, great, and you're going to pay me as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That, that was yeah. some sort of story I think I remember hearing where the people from the Star Trek were like super excited, so they just did it. I don't know if they cared they got paid, but like Demo Man, you know, they had some call-outs, and uh, I think they yeah. had a bunch of call-outs, but then Sandra Bullock, like, didn't get paid or she got mad or she made a big stink about it which it was like she had a point where all the men got thing but i don't think she did voice work she didn't do voice work in it so no. it's like well you don't get a game if you didn't do voice work that was the whole point <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean again i think it's you if they nail it with the uh the sound package, what that machine looks like, just on the pictures alone. A, I think it's going to be a really, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be, you know, I won't say great because that's overstepping it, having only seen some pictures. Uh, it looks like it has a potential to be a really, really good game. Was it you that said it kind of looks like um, Monsters of Rock? Monster Bash? Monster Bash. Christ, Parnell. Are you in the hobby? I'm tired. It's late. <laughs> I didn't... Um, yeah, it does feel a bit like Monster Bash. Again, there's only so many unique layouts that exist. And there's only so many unique layouts that work. You know what I mean? But like They could put a ramp take, in the middle. Take a, like Police take Force. Wiz- Wizard of Oz. That was a completely unique and different direction. And it all came together to work right. You know what I but mean? But it's also a wide body. Yeah, that's true. So they had more room. But like the Hobbit, yeah. God, that should have been a standard body. It probably would have played so much better. Yeah, it would have. Oh, Ab- that game sucked. Yeah, like there's just only so many layouts that work. Um, Well, I, and I'm fine with it. it it's not a copy-paste of it. So no. it's still not going to... Like what happened? Was it uh, what game did they say was copied off Metallica? Was it Aerosmith or Kiss? Mm, I think Aerosmith is like Kiss. Okay, so you you take two, those two games. They don't play the same. No, they don't. Oh, Absolutely Guardians not. of the Galaxy was was said to be like Metallica. Which was Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. That's what I thought too. But still, I I think it plays easier than Metallica. I believe you are correct. I think it does play easier Metallica. It's all theme-based. I think Monsters is a really great theme, uh, even outside of people who are into Monsters. Oh, dude, it's going to... Um, this will probably be a big hit because the 
I mean, the whole demographic of pinball is what did they say? It's like sixty to it's sixty year old white males. Yeah, which were big into the monsters. Yeah, but I think if they graphically pull it off with art and everything like that, it'll it'll draw people in. Oh yeah, and I think Franchi's on art, and he's pretty good about doing that whole hand drawn, but it's photoshopped. Right. Um, so that should be pretty nice artwork. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to buy one. I just I don't think I can afford it anymore. What do you mean? Isn't your son working yet? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's not even that. It's just the price of pinball machines. Oh, like, this. Cause if it, I buy that, then I'm not buying it. You know, like then I'm done buying System Elevens for a while. You know what I mean? There's only so much money to buy machines. Oh, and here's you know, I'll buy and I'm happy with coming. my collection. So Are something's got to go oh, no, to free up that money. My whole thing now is like I'm just I keep remembering Elvira Three's coming down the pipe. Well, that's true, man, and that is a, that is a no brainer unless they royally mess it up somehow. Well, supposedly like the game's done, Stern just has to make it or tweak it and make it, and so now it has me a little worried. Or it's like hopefully they're spending their time on making it good, but it's Stern now. I you almost don't know what to expect. You don't. I I would ne I'm so over pre ordering. Oh, yeah, and I'll never pre-order anything again. I'll never pre-order anything again because they're already going to come out with a premium because they're not going to miss that market. Um, and I don't give a shit about LEs anymore. Like, at first, I was like, oh, LEs are really awesome. But when they blew out and now do premiums all the time, yeah, give me a premium. It's great. I think and, I- and frankly, I really love my Iron Maiden Pro. I, and because that price was so good at the MGC last year when I bought, I don't even... I can honestly say, I don't know how an Iron Maiden premium or LE plays because I don't care because I love the price I paid for my machine. Do you, was it under five? Yeah. So under, under five delivered. The, here's the crazy part. 2014 or something about Metallica for like low fours. And now they're selling for low fives. Yeah. It's only been a couple of years. Did that much change? Because my like my salary didn't jump up. Milk cost of milk didn't go up that much. No, because people are buying. Oh, it's so ridiculous that they can just jump up a grand and like nothing really changes. Yeah, I agree. Um, that uh, I mean, yeah, they, for that grand, you should get an, a big LCD display with new, complete new art and 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 graphics and shit. I think. Well, now they do. No, but I mean, like, a Metallica now, they mm. should just be reworking all that stuff to make it look better and <laughs> put it in the new cabinet. Once I saw um, that I could resell my used Metallica and make a ton of money, I almost thought about it, then my wife hit me. I was like, yeah, you're not selling my game. <laughs> the problem is that you're not getting it back for that. No, exactly. So, so there's no point. Unless you're going, I'm over this game and moving on to the next one. No, and I can't. Which- which you're gonna regret that. Hey, does your Iron Maiden have the um, the jukebox mode in Attract? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know because I haven't had that much time on it because I just am not around. Because <laughs> you know about the jukebox mode on ACDC and Metallica. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it doesn't keep playing songs though, does it? It plays one song and then it's done. Yes, correct. Oh, it's so annoying. Because when I was down in my basement working on a game, I wanted it to just keep playing. But I had to keep going over and like pushing the next button over. Wouldn't you be better served just to bring down your laptop and a no? Mouse? Just I wanted my 
pinball machine with bad speakers to play me music. Exactly my point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love a Munsters, but something's got to go to free up that money, and I don't know that. Family that, Guy, get it out. Yeah, well, Family Guy doesn't need to go out. Um, yeah, I don't think that. Like right off the bat, Munsters is. I don't need to buy it. No, Especially if they're gonna run it. And this is like when I pre-ordered um, Medieval Madness. It yeah. sold out in under 15 minutes or 5 minutes. Right. But then look at Within the year, you could actually buy your spot on the LE up to the day it sold. And even after they started actually shipping, which was like two and a half years after they announced it. Yeah. And my dumbass got locked in. And then Ghostbusters, I did jump on the pre-order train because of the price of the premium was so good. Yeah, I mean, if I look at it. look at Rob Zombie. I paid what I paid to be on the list for Rob Zombie, and now it sells for a thousand bucks less than that. Now, I had a different viewpoint when I was buying that machine. What? Yeah, what, yes, what, I thought it was going to retail go up value, but I also was like, I'm supporting a small company. What did it retail at? I think it was was it sixty five, sixty seven. I, I don't remember. Say, I'm. Remember Tatman down in Chicago? I think he sold his for forty-five. Is that what he sold it for? It, yeah. He needed a gun right away, but yeah, I think that's what it went for. Yeah, that's the rare case because he needed a gun right away. So, um, yeah, I think they're selling for like fifty, fifty-four. Is that kind of the average now? I think. I think so. Like right about yeah, about a grand off, which should be that. That's pretty decent for a used game. I mean, let's be real; it's used. Yeah, I think everyone thought because it was, uh, because they're only running, I mean, I guess they're running 300 and 300 is still a lot of games in this day and age, um, that everyone thought it would hold its value a bit more than it did. But again, I didn't care. I was annoyed at it for a minute, but then I went, you know, they're a smaller company. If I can support them when I can. Then and it was a theme I wanted. I'm fine with that. Do you still like playing it? Yeah, I love playing it. I think it's fun. Well, then, a lot of people don't like it, and I think it's fun. Um, Spooky Pinball yeah. Podcast. They have. Um, oh, I forgot her name. She's out in uh, Australia, and she does like how-to kind of t- uh-huh. tutorials. And her or her dad did one on Rob Zombie, and they kind of laid some techniques out that and explained why. You should like it because it does. Are you talking about Rhoda Dave? Yeah. Was that this? This is daughter. That daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't yeah, remember. They daughter. love it, that machine. Is it Danny? No. Yeah. Is yeah, it it's Danny? Um. Yeah. I find they it fun to that. hear. So when someone explains something to me, I then can look at my game and grasp it. Right. At least I can try to shoot. You know, they'll give you a couple tips on shoot this shot a lot because it'll make you points. Right. So I like I like her uh, play play guides. It's I mean honestly, it's why I always like Bowens, man, because it's like oh right, oh that makes sense. Oh okay. god. On yeah. my league night, I would send emails with like uh, his videos on my games, like uh, Medieval and Metallica. <laughs> Get better, you guys. <laughs> yeah i I don't know what I'll do if like my yeah Avira is a, a no brainer. Unless they somehow royally screwed up, so Chris. So what? So I like Elvira. How? How? T- 
to buy all her games once this new one comes out. It's going to be like almost 10 grand. And you know all the games are going to jump in price once this game comes. Oh, I shouldn't say 10. I should say more than that because uh, Scared Stiff yeah. is like a $7,000 game now. Say Scared Stiff doesn't usually sell for less than 6 I don't think, anymore, right? Ooh, nope. That game's um, crazy. I mean, when I got into the hobby, I think that was a $4,500 game. Yeah, probably. That, that was above me. Um, yeah, you know... I I mean, I love Scared Stiff. I love Elvira and the Party Monsters because, again, it's a complete package. They did great with the art. They did great with the call-outs. All that stuff. It's fun. It's fun. So as long as they pull it off with, with the next one, then, yeah. like. But how do I get how do I get the trifecta? Well, you should have started a long time ago. Uh, I should have done a lot of things a long time ago. Well, that's true. Or get out, again, like you said, get out your pocketbook. Because that's you can fix anything with money, my friend. I could just wait till the next crash, scoop them up. Do you think that's coming? Do you think a pinball crash is coming? I don't think there's going to ever be another crash. I think. Uh, what, what, okay, so what if the economy crashes? Which that it will happen again. This uh, it's just getting primed up again for it. The I think and- yes. If the economy crashes, people will sell things because they need to mm-hmm. don't think the overall prices are going to go down. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like Joe Bob in South Carolina lost his job, unfortunately, and or is coming up short on the rent. So now he's selling three of his games because he's overextended. So not, Hey, scared stiffs are selling for seven and now they're going to sell for five. It's not going to happen. So there's too yeah. many people in the hobby to let them, even after a crash, there's going to be too many people itching with money because they Well, it's not needing. even that. If you bought it and you bought it for six and it's gone up to seven and now the pinball market crashes, unless you need to get out, why would you sell it? Because what if you need money? Well, that's what I'm saying. But, Those are the rare cases, though. It's not going to change the entire market. The entire market isn't going to go down, and now every game is going to sell for four grand. Everyone's going to go, we just had a crash, and six of the Joe Bobs need to sell their scared stiffs, so they got out of them for 5K. That doesn't mean mine's worth 5K. You know? No, Medieval but- Madness, the only reason it came, the only reason the originals became worth less is because they started producing new ones cheaper. No, but you're saying six people. But the whole thing is the entire U.S. economy drops. And Americans are typically stupid and put a lot of of their um, assets on debt, right? They use credit cards and they refinance their house to get money to go buy dumb toys like boats and stuff. Yeah. So if they need to then lose their job or they get a pay cut or whatever, they have to sell a bunch of stuff. If most of the hobby is in that predicament, wouldn't the market then kind of at least angle down a little bit? Sure, it might. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think the pinball hobbies is a lot smaller than you think it is. You know what I mean? It like well, I know it's small, but like you're talking about everyone selling all the same machine. You know what I mean? Because yes, will the market for pinball machines maybe go down a bit? Probably, but I think that's a machine by machine basis. You know what I mean? Like, unless 
50 percent of the people that own a scared stiff all decide to sell them and sell them for a reduced number it's not going to change what that scared stiff uh, what the average scared stiff is going to sell for so you're thinking that these games are never going to drop in price now i mean they, they're going to drop they will drop in some price yes hmm. i think in 15 years or so they potentially will drop in price because people who are into pinball are gone uh that's so, when they're going to stop dropping in price. That, I should wait for the trifecta until then. Right. Because I don't think the hipsters are the ones that are going to support the hobby forever. Well, no. They, people like that want places to go. They don't want to own the machines because that's a lot of work and money. And at that point, those places are going to be gone because those people aren't supporting those places anymore. Part of the reason the price has been driven up on the secondary market is because the machines are gone because there's a lot of places that have opened up with machines in them now. To, to you know route, I mean? yeah. Well, and, and look at even the uh, routed games price. It's like 500 yeah. bucks off new. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Do you remember when back in the day, this is before my time, but like route operators, you would, you would just dump games. Once you made your money, it was like, whatever, this is just profit. Listen, 96, when I bought my uh, Riverboat Gambler, my first machine, we were going to auctions in Kansas City. I lived there at the time, and there were two or three a year, maybe more. And the day we could have bought uh, Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, uh, let's see, I bought my Riverboat Gambler, my buddy bought... Um, Playboy 35th anniversary edition. There was a mouse and around, and there was something else. We could have bought all those machines for I think seventeen hundred bucks all in for six or seven machines, and we were all like, "Fuck that! Why? Why would we spend that much money on all these machines?" And of course, that's what twenty years ago. But you know, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> like yeah. You're right. They used to just get rid of them. They made their money. Get them out of here. Well, we're going to wrap up this podcast and uh, thank Chris for his time. Steve, sucks to be you. You missed out. We'll have to get Chris back on. Uh, Chris, any final words? I just love talking to you guys. Love listening to your podcast. I know. It's the I'm only one I'm praying for to. the day that you know how to say the word Primus. <laughs> It'll That'll never happen. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>